Hello, and welcome to this week's The Witching Minute. In honor of our guest, Paul, from Power of X-Men, I wanted to use someone. She's kind of like more of a sorceress, but she's witchy enough. She uses magic, and you know she does because her name is Magic. Magic. <laughs> Eliana Rasputin, Colossus's little da- or daughter, uh, sister. <laughs> Weird. Eliana. Yeah, that thing. Eliana. Eliana. No. She's just so cool because she's connected to Limbo. She can make portals. She has a soul sword. Like, she's one of my tattoos on my arm because I've loved her since I was young. Another Lockheed friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you had a tattoo of Ileana, though. Can I yeah. see? Oh my! Oh my God, that's gorgeous. Yeah, she's based on uh, J. Scott Campbell's artwork. Oh well, I'm a big fan of J. Scott Campbell's art, and Ileana, especially modern era Ileana, is so wonderful. Like once she came back from the dead from the legacy virus, <laughs> yeah. girlfriend was on fire. There's nothing she can't do now. Yeah, I love seeing her all like buddy cop with Cyclops, like leading the team through portals and being their transport. She was awesome. <laughs> do, do we think she's going to be the next Sorcerer Supreme now that Doctor Strange is dead? I'm so torn. I don't know if I want her or Wiccan more. I'm such a stand for both of them. Like, I kind of want them to share it. <laughs> I, I agree. I would like, I mean, in an ideal world for me, it would be Wanda or Wiccan. But yeah, I think magic has earned it. And I think there's a what if Ileana was Sorcerer Supreme written by Leah Williams, which is so but it's just a what if but it's so well written and I'm happy look whatever they do with magic they have done our girl right over the last like 12 (laughs) years ever since she came back to life she's Mm -hmm. been whatever they choose to do with her I'm happy and I think if I remember right I think in Doctor Strange the end wasn't Ileana like the Sorcerer Supreme when he died in that too oh was she I don't remember but okay it's been a while But enough about X-Men. We're here to talk about Charmed. <laughs> the OG witches. Right. Hello. Nice to see you again. Mm-hmm. You put some clothes on. And you know what we did? We saw a fairy and she was very cute and she was sparkly and she was really, really pretty. It gets better, better, better. Hanging with the Hollowells. Wasn't that fun? Hello, and welcome to this week's Hanging with the Hollowells. We're here to talk to you about the seven year witch. I'm Sean and the ultimate charmed newbie. Oh, and I'm Kevin, <laughs> the ultimate charmed expert. And we are here with Paul from Power of Exmen. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I, I want a, a fun <laughs> moniker like that, but I don't. I Kevin, you're definitely the ultimate charmed expert, and you know, Sean, I can argue you are an ultimate newbie, but <laughs> maybe maybe I can be the ultimate like obsessive charm fan who's thought of charmed every single day since like 2001. <laughs> It just rolls off the tongue, and it's so easy to remember. <laughs> I. I I had a dream the other night that I was watching a Charmed reunion on Netflix with Rose and Shannon, and I turned to my husband in my dream, and I was like, I'm so happy this finally happened. So <laughs> that's how much I think of Charmed. You're manifesting it. I I'm love it. Putting the and energy we- out there. Maybe it will happen. Maybe it's a, like a premonition. <laughs> well, Paul and I already manifested X-Men 97, and it's here. So. See? See? Oh, that's 
right. And I did watch an interview on of that one, which was super cool. Oh, mm-hmm. that's the right. Yeah, the writers. We, yeah, we had Eric and Julia Lewald on Power of X-Men Apocalypse because we have a new season. And we were originally going to talk to them about One Man's Worth, which is the episode where Xavier dies and they do an Age of Apocalypse scenario. And it just so happened that they announced X-Men 97 and we had them on there and, and they gave us a lot of juicy tidbits. So not, not no spoilers because they got those Disney NDAs and yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. need Disney to come up on like my podcast that has like zero production budget <laughs> and be like, what did you do? I'm like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'll delete everything. But um, it was a great episode. They, they, they were very kind with their time. Yeah, very Beautiful. nice. Yeah, and I love about your show, Paul, that you basically bring in, like you said, either people connected to X-Men or just X-Men stands like myself and Kevin and just talk to people about X-Men who love it. So it's, it's a very enjoyable show. We, we had Kevin for X-Men, the end, and the we amount did. of DMs <laughs> I got. They're like, oh. is he coming back? We love Kevin. <laughs> like, I had no idea. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and that was the first time. And, Sean, I'm so jealous because that was the first time I got to meet Kevin like on a Zoom. And his energy is so infectious and so wonderful. And so you guys get to Kiki every week together. So I'm very jealous about that. I'm very spoiled. <laughs> yes, yes, we got very lucky. <laughs> oh. Wait. Wait, why do you have Ariel? I love Ariel. Why, why is he flipping out? Oh my god, that's an Ariel. That, that's an old school '80s Ariel figure. I had that. I had it near oh. me one week when we were recording, and I just started showing it to Kevin when he was long-winded, and it broke him. Yeah, was, yeah we just finished recording. We were done. We weren't recording anymore, and then oh, we yeah. just had a laughing fit afterwards. <laughs> yep. She's judging you. You know, she has She's those judge, the, the judgmental oh stares. Look at that side eye. I know. Ariel girl. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Ariel's totally salty. Out of all the Disney princesses, <laughs> she's she is. She's very she loves healthy. going into a scenario making things fishy. So, yes, that's salt, salt, salt water, friend. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into the seven year witch. So this aired April 10th, 2005, written by Janine Renshaw, directed by Michael Grossman. Mm, Yeah. Related to Leslie? Yeah, probably. (laughs) That's nice. (laughs) All right. Piper and Paige orb into an alley. Paige homeless shames the homeless for having similar (laughs) mattresses. They are looking for a paragon of good. Paige reminds Piper that Drake is going away that night. Piper apparently never caught on to any of the eye-fucking or flirting between Drake and Phoebe. They find the innocent and save her just in time and then are attacked by demons. Piper is hit with a thorn because we didn't know the female spits thorns. (laughs) Did you catch the 150 reference in that scene? I missed it, I guess. Uh, Well, they talked about how they're going to all these mattresses and stuff, and she's like, Piper's like the 150 alleys we've already went through, so they were putting oh, 150 yes, yes, yes. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. <laughs> That's cute. And this is where we have the homeless line. What a homeless! Oh, my favorite <laughs> line of the episode, where the the innocent mistakes Paige for someone in need. She goes, 
ew, look at my lip gloss. Do I look homeless? And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe Paige said that. Right? Dang. And that was, that was ad-libbed by Rose. That was oh, not was in the script. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, she delivered it really well. Like, yeah. I'm wearing lip gloss. Do I look like I'm homeless? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's dark. <laughs> but it was such a funny scene. Like, I really feel like in this scene, you saw the chemistry between Holly Marie Combs and Rose McGowan. This is how yeah. they bounce off of each other. Like, you can tell they have a nice rapport. Yeah. yeah. I also liked when this is totally a page scene when she was like, um, ugly metal thing <laughs> when she was trying <laughs> to find something to throw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was actually taken aback. Like I actually gasped like when she impaled all of them, like it was kind of like a skewer going through me and like, then they evaporate. I was like, Oh my God, Rose McGowan just killed like three. Well, no two. It was two people on screen like that. I was like, that's kind of brutal for the WB back in, this would have been what? 2005, 2004. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a guest on from a Halloween special that says he's just she's like, like how can Paige like kill demons with like metal poles and stuff when like some of these like you know I have to take all this other power, but I'm like, you know, low-level demons. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I don't think I would have been bothered by the fact had it been someone like in Balthasar, like uh yeah. makeup. But the fact that they are look, they got a budget. The girls need to pay for their clothes. Like they got a budget in season seven. Like it's there, it's human-looking demons, which are the low-level demons. Exactly. And it was just for someone who hasn't seen season seven in a while, I always go back to seasons one through four. I was kind of thrown back by seeing those humans impale, but it was, it was fun though. And I think Rose, I love Rose McGowan. I really do. I mean, look, I'm a proof Stan, but I love Rose McGowan a lot. And she brings her own special charm to the, to the series. Oh, look at that. (laughs) Paul, I just realized we did not ask you the questions. So, (laughs) so is Prue your favorite sister? Yes, Prue is, as Kevin so painfully Mm. knows, Prue is my favorite, favorite sister. I'm glad she got the shout out in this episode. Although I was kind of like thrown off. The line always kind of irks me when we get there. Uh, I'll explain it. But Prue is my favorite sister. Yes. We talk about it in Be Be Careful What You Wish. Be careful. Beware what you wish. See, I Beware what it. you wish. Yeah, Beware I know what you wish. Book. Yeah, the book, because you were on for that episode of Words of the Witches, and mm-hmm. we have a whole Prue, you know, moment of love, you know, where we just talk about her Prue all the time, and it's great. So <laughs> we did our like top best like Prue moments, but yeah, I'm a huge fan of Shannon Doherty, the Shando. I yes. I love everything about her, and to the point that. Where was I? Oh, God, where was I like a day ago? Oh, I was in L.A. a good day ago. I'm like, I don't even know where I was at. I was I was in L.A. and I was about to go to the Hawkeye premiere. And Ooh. it came up on my YouTube notifications that Alyssa Milano comments on Shannon Doherty's, you know, feud uh, in her book. Sorry, not sorry. I was like, oh, I'm like, I like everyone stop. I don't care if I'm late. I need to listen to this. And it was all about Alyssa, who I. I really did love, I haven't read the book yet, but I did love the interview. She sort of owns her part of the mm-hmm. feud with, with Shannon Doherty and says that, you know, she felt she was more in competition with Shannon as opposed to that sisterly bond that they're supposed to have. And I just think it showed such great maturity on, on, on Alyssa's end, because this is a feud from like, what, at this point, like 20 years, like, mm-hmm. right. I'm glad she can have that, see that perspective of forest for the trees 
And and then she talked about how like they always DM each other to like check up on Twitter. I was like, oh my god, Prue and Phoebe are talking on Twitter. Like, no. can someone dox their conversation like right now? I think that's yeah. the term, right? When you leak uh, like information, it's called dox. Right. Or whatever. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm not that hip anymore. But, um, but then, did you hear I, what she said about Rose? Oh yeah, I've been. Pr- I used to love roses, but I got pricked by a rose by too, many too many times. times. <laughs> uh, and, and then, then like, and then Rose like retweets is going lame. What a douche! <laughs> lame. She's, like, she's like, what a douche! Yeah, yeah. Oh, what a douche! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, they, I think Kevin, we talked about this. You know, they they are like sisters. They, they are. They have. They they're like sisters, and sisters have arguments and and notorious falling out. So yeah. I just mm-hmm. I hope they all come together for a reunion on Netflix. That's all I want. But I'm sorry, that was a long-winded way of saying that Shannon Doherty is my favorite. And I wish <laughs> he would come back. Shannon Doherty, especially in the Charmed comic, when Prue comes back, I love. I would love to see her in that sort of leadership of all four of them. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. being the big sis, being being the big sister. We'll have to come. Have you both come back on words when the comics start? Because I know fun. I can't wait for the comics. Like the books are fun, but let's get to the comics. <laughs> I, I know. think of the comics all the time. <laughs> I love the heavens can wait, which is the Prue arc. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And follow up question: Do you have a favorite Charmed episode? Yeah, I don't know. It goes back and forth. It depends on my mood. I will say for 2020, what really got me through a lot of like the pain and heartache, heartache. Um, was charmed again and mm-hmm. hell hath no fury those two the, the well three technically episodes really got me through very difficult moments in my life but traditionally i love all hell's breaks loose it, it, it is like prue's last episode but i think it's it just opens up with a bang you the sisters are all like assertive you know you and you have your different level of hierarchies right and stories where prue is leading the charge she wants to save the innocent she wants to make sure that she, uh Shax is dead. You have Piper who gets shot and her romance with Leo and Leo being heartbroken that she dies. And then you have Phoebe going into the underworld, doing something a little reckless and young, you know, because she's the youngest sister. I just think the episode works so well on on so many levels. And the Shando was directing it and she was using technology that wasn't available for TV at the time with like cranes and stuff. So I love that our girl like pushed the envelope. I'm still unclear though. And Kevin, maybe you can weigh in on this. Did she know it was going to be her last episode? Because sometimes she makes it sound like she knew it was going to be her last episode by saying like, yeah, maybe I should have a little bit more blood. And other times it was a little unclear (laughs) what was going to happen until the network made the call. Yeah, no. When they were filming that, nobody knew anybody was leaving. They had a feeling that somebody was going to leave, but they didn't know who it was going to be. So they kind of left it open that any one of them could have been gone. And um, yeah, it was just like – and. I think they all anticipated coming back for four, maybe, but then everything happened between and it, it shifted. So, <laughs> but Michael Bailey Smith, who I met this weekend, did double duty in that episode. He did oh, Jax the- and the Source in that episode. Yeah, he did. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, and I forgot he was Shax. Yeah, in wow. in both in both All Hell Breaks Loose and Charmed Again, even though he looks quite different in Charmed Again, but yeah, I think he that's does. a makeup thing. Well, look at that. You just blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and did you meet anybody else this weekend, Kevin? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I met the wonderful Billy Zane. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Who, uh, I'm going to talk about more at the end of this episode, I think. But yeah, 
it was a wonderful time. I went to a panel that he did and I sang for him a little bit. And we talked about his sister who wrote the song that he performed. And I got her to autograph my book as well because she wrote the song and because she was there. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Very nice. What a good weekend. Yeah. You looked like you had so much fun. I was so jealous. And I was there. I was only there for a few hours. I went, did all the things I wanted to do. I'm like, okay, I can go now. <laughs> like, I about, yeah, I got there about ten, like ten o'clock, and then left about one thirty. <laughs> yeah, you're like, sorry, Billy Zane, I got a piece. Bye. Yeah, I want to get some Indian food. Right, I got some Indian food to go eat. You know, <laughs> back at the manor, Piper and Paige orb in. <laughs> Leo is dressed in a pretty dress. Oh. <laughs> She lets Piper know that the elders are calling him to answer about all the that avatar biz. Much like after reading Taco Bell, things aren't sitting right. Oh, you mean eating Taco Bell? Eating Taco Bell. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like reading Taco Bell. Eating Taco Bell, things aren't sitting right. <laughs> Which I never have that problem after Taco Bell. I don't know. Maybe I'm just lucky, I guess. I, <laughs> I haven't eaten Taco Bell in a minute, but they opened one up in my neighborhood. And, you know, it's good. I, I did not have any issues afterwards. Yeah. I usually don't either, but I just think it's a fun joke to, like, repeat. So I do. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> oh my god but the elder robes i'm like oh back to these ugly elder robes i know it's such an eyesore yeah oh, oh my god and later on in the episode we see leo's chancletas like i was just like they're so ugly why do they dress like that <laughs> because the, because the elders just suck just, just <laughs> yeah you know that's the answer for everything I mean, I I tell you, I talked about them all the time. Every time I, the elders appear, I'm like, we hate the elders. We hate the yeah. elders. And now it all is up to this episode. Why we hate the elders. <laughs> Why does Taco Bell make people poop? Because the elders suck. Because the elders yeah. suck. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Leo meets with Sandy and Odin on top of the Golden Gate Bridge. They tell Leo that they're going to strip him of his memories and powers. <gasps> If he makes his way back to Piper, then he can stay with her. If he doesn't, then he has to leave Piper. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> Leo eventually agrees to it. He fights to say goodbye to his family, but Odin activated the spell. Now! Now! Horrible! Odin's <laughs> a jerk. <laughs> Odin sucks so bad! God, is there ever a universe where Odin is, like, just a good paternal figure, like, to anyone? Like, I... Listen, this scene, I was just like, how is this fair? Like, they should have involved Piper and the Charmed Ones have been like, listen, we're going to let fate decide Leo, and here we go. Like, this is rigged. This was rigged, as we'll see throughout the entire episode. They don't even give, he doesn't even let Leo say goodbye or tell them what's going to happen or nothing. Just like, okay, you're going. And, And like, there's no, sorry, go. Go ahead. I was like, and Leo was like standing his ground. I'm like, yeah, we know where Leo stands. We know how much his family means to him. And to just like take that away. Yeah. I, I just like I'm profoundly confused by the entire situation like he was supposed to be given a verdict so I understand why Leo is like oh I'm not at all apprehensive because even if it's a bad verdict it's just a verdict it's not sentencing like I will come right. back I'll be able to say goodbye to my children and stuff like that instead instead of going to the heavenly the upper heavenly regions then they come to like the golden gate bridge and they're just like lol JK we're gonna rob you of your memories good luck <laughs> and then as we'll find in the next scene I'm like you put him in the middle of a street what the fuck is wrong with you you guys right. are literally the worst for someone who's who's supposed to be such a special like white lighter elder avatar whatever they're treating 
seem like garbage. Like, no wonder he doesn't want to be with you guys. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but um, I, I thought it was, I thought they were pretty awful. Like Odin, although Sandy, like I can see it in Sandy's eyes. She believes in love. Sandy is just, <laughs> she believes in love. Yeah, I yeah. trust Sandy, but I think yeah. she's like the only one that I would trust. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, think like I, Sandy, Sandy, yeah, our little Sandy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I think she does. She's definitely easier to deal with, and I think, but I feel like she still is bad at the core. I think because she still goes through with things that she knows are wrong. Um, Was yeah. have they? I haven't seen season seven in a minute. Remind me, does Sandy are Sandy and Owen like prominent figures this season, or are this the, they're just throwaway guest stars for this episode? They're they're in the whole season pretty much. They're They've in the whole been season. Coming, okay. coming and going all okay. season. Yeah. I do have to say, I was really afraid with this this little part that this was going to be a lasting thread throughout the rest of the season. So I was like, this is some brand new day shit. You already hurt me with Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need this again. <laughs> so I'm glad it kind of gets wrapped up in this yeah. episode. Yeah. I feel like this is a celebratory 150 episode, like a plot that they're doing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they, they want this. Their big thing is that, Piper and Leo, that romance, they want to make sure they the, the audience gains some closure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I like it. Yeah, and Piper and Leo were like a staple for through the entire series. So this is kind of like, here's a, something special for the fans. We're going to see what happens to the relationship. And then it progresses us ne- to the next step. You know, it kind of gives, gives us a new momentum. Mm-hmm. And at this point, when I was prepping for the episode, right away, a picture of Cole came up. So I was like, okay. And then in the credits, I was like, oh, Julian McMahon. Hmm. I know what I'm in for. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the hard part. It's like, how are you going to not be spoiled? I tried so hard not to. (laughs) Yeah. I think I knew he comes back one other time, but I didn't know it was going to be this episode, which I thought was brilliant. But we could talk about that more later, I guess. Yeah. Kevin, in the original promos for for this episode, I think they did announce Cole was coming back. They did. I think that was. They did okay. announce Cole. Um, there's like a picture, and they, of course they put Phoebe. Uh, they put Phoebe in the background. It's like, oh, it's Cole's coming back, but it's not for Phoebe. What has Brad Kern said about Julian McMahon coming back? Because I feel like I've read interviews before where Brad Kern was like, I had to beg him to come back because he was so popular on Nip Tuck. Yeah, he was. He had to. He had to like kind of work it out like really hardcore because he was really popular and very busy. They shot all of his scenes in one day. It was a very long mm-hmm. day because oh, they you only had tell. him for yeah for a short amount of time. And so they was like, okay, if you can work around my schedule, we can get it done. And so they did. And you know, Julian loves Trump. He always has a special place for Trump. He he's doesn't have anything against it, so he's always going to want to come back. But it just depends on his schedule and when he can do it. Did he? And I also remember vaguely. We're talking. This is like when the episode first aired. That I read somewhere that like Shannon Doherty said, like, "Oh yeah, Julian was happy to go back as long as he didn't have scenes with a certain somebody." <laughs> <laughs> it, and it may not have been Shannon. By the way, it may not have been Shannon. It could have been someone else. But the way I inferred the quote was that he was happy to return as long as it was. Him and just Holly Marie Combs and not <laughs> Melissa Milano is how I read it. <laughs> that I, wow. I, have, I have no information on that. I don't know if that's true. I know that Julian was getting tired of um, how his character was being written. And that's why he wanted to go when he did leave because he was tired of having the, the recycled things. And maybe, maybe he just didn't want to be with Phoebe because he didn't want to have that storyline prominent that again. Sense. Yeah, so, and that's probably but, what probably the real quote or whoever yeah. said it was. And yeah. I'm just 
misremembering <laughs> it, it 11 years later or 12 yeah. years later. <laughs> All right. Leo is sent to the desert without his memories where he witnesses a truck crashing. He saves the driver and then begins to see reruns of MASH in his head. His days in the army haunt his memories. Leo sets the driver's dislocated bone and patches him up. <laughs> Leo is such a man in this scene. I know. Yeah. Oh, it's oh my God. I know. <laughs> Zaddy's no longer a pacifist. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Although, again, they put him in the middle of the road. What is wrong with these people? And, like, by the way, if I was a guy in the car and this man's pulling me out, I'd be like, fuck you. I almost died because of you. Like, no yeah. one holds him accountable for being in the middle of the street. The driver is literally like, oh my God, I can't believe I almost ran over a doctor. I'm like, Right. Um, the doctor was in front of your car. Like you get off, you get off scot free here. Yeah, he's like, I hit a lawyer down the road, but you're a doctor. I can't hit you. <laughs> I hit a lawyer by the name of Cole Turner. <laughs> he totally deserved it because he was a demon. Yeah. But you're an angel. <laughs> I do like that they wrote this scene in though, like seeing Leo still as like a skilled healer even though he doesn't have his powers Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i guess like i mean i guess this is a question of the world building here so he can remember his past lives which we've seen before in saving private leo but that's curious that was the first thing he sort of remembered and it goes to show you that that is in his innate personality to heal and help other people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that was very lovely yeah okay scene five Another back of the matter. Oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, we're going there. <laughs> back at the manor. That's a thing we do. <laughs> the three sisters and Drake are discussing Leo's strange disappearance. They know the last thing he did was go see the elders. Phoebe effectively yells at the ceiling, believing it to be an elder. <laughs> Sandy orbs in and tells Piper of the less than awesome mission they put Leo on. Piper isn't too happy with this plan she tells Sandy that they want nothing to do to do with the elders ever again I don't want to see you or your kind ever again be gone Phoebe and Piper brainstorm ways to find Leo the sisters decide they are destined to not find love to prove his point Drake dances idiotic <laughs> I love this the Hocus Pocus references okay yes um Drake dances idiotically with Phoebe, and everyone trusts him. Not Now alone, Piper stands up, and we see that she is dizzy from the spike earlier. Yay! <laughs> yes. Which, come on. Like, I mean, was it the Furies that inhaled, like, put smoke in her? Smoke. And Piper's like, I'm totally fine. And, like, here we, here we are again with this thorn. Like, she's like, I'm fine. I'm like, girl, come on. Like, you yeah. need to learn your lesson already. Yeah. Piper. Come on now. Stubborn older sister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Since Prue's dead, someone has to do it. <laughs> I love Drake's examples of love. Like he said, like Persephone and somebody and then Brad and Angelina. <laughs> yeah. No, Brad and Jen. Jennifer. Brad, 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 Jen, it was Jen at the yeah. time. And, and and then it was a Phoebe. Or no, it was Piper. It was like, oh, that ended tragically. And, <laughs> and were Brad and Jen... Already separated by now, maybe. I believe so. I, I believe remember. so. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So, yeah, it's it's a really cute scene and really funny. And I love that Phoebe does shake her fist at the elders, you know, at the sky. (laughs) Because that's how they I mean, like in the first couple of seasons, that's how they were afraid of the elders, you know, that they were looking down on them and they didn't really have a gauge on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for this being a landmark episode, they definitely brought in a lot of the, like you said, earlier stuff, Cole, like I like the way they've written it to be almost like a clip episode without the clips. Yeah, Yeah, right. Because they have just just a little flash of things that happened in the past, Mm -hmm. you know. (laughs) Yeah. Leo is at a police station trying to get help finding out who he is. The sheriff helps Leo by telling him lots of things he already knows. Leo had a memory of palpatining someone with lightning. And I, uh, for those of you at home, I didn't write the script. That was all Sean. <laughs> so Hi. the palpatining. Yeah. All the credit goes to Sean's clever writing. Because <laughs> that's exactly what he's doing. He's palpatining. Yeah. Uh, the sheriff pro-traps Leo and they exit together. I'm so glad you got that reference. I thought mm-hmm. you were going to be like, palpitating? What? <laughs> you got it. You're on it. <laughs> my I know my palpitating so hard. I'm palpitating. <laughs> <laughs> my heart is broken. Anakin, my heart is broken. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Paul's uh, dying of a broken heart. <laughs> Because Phoebe, oh no, no, Piper and Leo are together again. I was going to say Phoebe and Leo. Sorry, that's off screen. That's off screen. Uh-huh. That's yeah. off screen. Oh my that's gosh, I have some notes fans. I didn't say. I have, hmm? some never, I have some notes I forgot to say in certain scenes. Bring it on. It says, Texas has a whorehouse in it. Because <laughs> <laughs> Leo's in Texas, his street is in Texas, so that's, a, that's established. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And then I said, Piper telling Sandra off gives me so much joy. <laughs> and then I think this is when they talk about, like, Piper says something about the nuns, how, like, she likes the nun's wardrobe or whatever, or the outfits. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, they bring up the really good point of, like, which Hallowell women have ever found true love, and they might as well be nuns. Right. And I thought it was really cute. And I was like, okay, so Prue and Andy, yeah. Fair point. Grams and all of her husbands, especially <laughs> R.I.P. Allen, you know, like mm-hmm. fair point. And then obviously Patty and Victor and Patty and Sam. So I was like, you know what? Sure. But what about Melinda? Did Melinda ever have someone? Melinda must have had someone. Well, she had Matthew Shades, who turned out to be a warlock that, oh, <laughs> that you're right. betrayed her. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and as far as we've seen, too, so as well as the Hallowell men, because Chris and Bianca, that does not end well. Right. Unless, but, you know, when time gets redone. But. Yeah. But part of why I wanted to bring that up, too, because it was kind of a throwback to season one, episode 18, when Bad Warlocks Go Good, when um, Piper is outside. She's like, see, now they got the right idea. <laughs> she's like, she's like, and Phoebe's like, what, the nuns? She's like, yep. <laughs> she's like, don't worry about no wardrobe. She's like, wait, no wardrobe? Now you're scaring me. <laughs> like, so it, it was a throwback to that season one episode. I'm like, that was fun. Nice. That's a really astute point. They do have so many callbacks, as you were saying, mm-hmm. John. Like, there are a lot of little Easter eggs here. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. Yeah. And then Drake, oh, Drake's pep talk, and then he says, can we go upstairs? And then they like, they're like, <laughs> like, no, not to do that. <laughs> not to do that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. They're so raunchy. Yeah. You know? mm. Okay, that's all I got so far. 
<laughs> I think too, just going back for a minute, uh, Paul said something very nice about my writing. So I think this is a good time to announce something, Kevin, winky face emoji. Okay. <laughs> Kevin and some of our other podcast friends are going to be doing a murder mystery holiday special coming up in December written oh. by me. <laughs> Yes! Just a fun little way. Nods. There's a couple nods to the different podcasts in it. It's uh, been read by Rachel and Ryan Terry from Florida at this point. So it just has a few more changes to go through. And then I'll send it out to everybody. He sent me a few snapshots of things that I say. And I just <laughs> laugh like crazy. So... Is it is it a charm theme murder mystery? It's not charmed theme. It's based heavily on the original Clue movie from the eighties. Oh, so Kevin is playing Colonel Ketchup, and I'm Professor Pear. And it has some nods to Charmed in it, but also to like Marvelous Galaxy of Disney, Once Upon a Cult, a real bodice ripper, <laughs> and us as people and what we what our personalities are and stuff like yeah. that. So. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's going to be so much. I cannot wait to tune in for that. Yay. Yeah, we're going to post it on all our different podcasts, so it'll be easy to find. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Maybe I'll add an X-Men reference so we can winky face over to Paul. Winky face, please. I'm just... <laughs> It could be a Jean Grey, and I'd be dying for that, too. Mm. Okay, okay. I see what you did there. <laughs> You're like, just stop talking right now. How do I mute this guy? Don't be so sure. <laughs> All, right. All right, next scene. In the attic, Phoebe scries for Leo with Drake to no avail. They talk about Drake's remaining time on Earth. Paige orbs in. She reports that she is not finding anything to help with Leo either. That's it. But yeah, did you see George Bush in the background during that scene? <laughs> no. <laughs> There's a big old picture of George Bush in, in, in the police station. Shut the fuck up. I did not see that. Oh my gosh. It was a blare right at me. And I'm like, oh my gosh. You're like, what the fuck is this bitch well, doing? Well, I should say George W. Which, which one's the second one? George W. Bush. Yeah, it was w. The, w. Yeah, it was, it was the W. So he was there. Um, so, did, you, did, you, did you go find it? Did you find the back? Oh, I thought you found it. Okay. I'll just screenshot it and put it somewhere. But yeah. Okay. How about on our uh, Instagram? What a concept. Cool. Okay. <laughs> so, seven, eight. 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 Yes. Okay. Oh my gosh, it's that long. All right. Downstairs. Mm, mm, yeah. <laughs> Downstairs, Paige pleads with Daryl to f- help find Leo. Daryl says he's just a cop and definitely doesn't have any resources to help Piper. <laughs> Daryl agrees to try to help any way he can. Uh, Piper tells Piper yells at him anyway because he's Daryl and he's super underappreciated. Piper <laughs> Piper falls over from the sting. She sees her body lying on the ground and wonders if she's dead. Cole shows up to tell her, "It's all good. You ain't dead yet." Uh, Cole said Piper asked for Piper and that's why he's here Phoebe and Paige rush down the stairs to find Piper on the ground they can't see or hear her spirit Drake goes upstairs to check the book Phoebe comes not Congress comes back in and looks directly (laughs) at Cole feeling something there then heads back out Cole reveals that they are caught in limbo but Piper can still get out oh Oh, (laughs) Cole's back 
Surprise! Back. He looks so good, by the way, from the last he time does. we saw him. Like, yeah. his hair's grown out a little bit. Like, Julian McMahon is looking fly. That nip-tuck money, like, he used it. He's got a nice facial. He grew out his <laughs> hair a little bit. That little spikes, like, oh, my gosh. Like- <laughs> I know. It's like WB realness. No, but, he, like, he looks refreshed. He looks really he good. Like, yeah. he looks like the actor looks like he's on top of his game. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question, Ultimate Charmed. Fan, how come fan Paige or, couldn't? How come? Yeah, fan expert, ultimate charmed expert. Who, 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 well, who are you talking well, to, me or Paul? Well, ultimate has to be Kevin, but I, okay. I, I will be, I will be a close second. I had a brain fart when I was trying to remember what we call you. Oh, <laughs> you uh, can call me anything. Okay, okay, Sherry. <laughs> call me um, so Jean Grey. How yeah. come Paige couldn't heal? With her powers. I don't think her, she's evolved to this point yet, right? Should we? I, oh, I don't want to spoil anything. But I think at this point, the only time we saw her heal was in Charmed and Dangerous, where she used Leo's power through her to oh. heal Leo. And I think she just hasn't evolved enough as a as a, the white lighter side in order to do that. Am I, is that right, Kevin? This is correct. She does not have the power to heal on her own yet. She first healed... She can he- she can heal collectively. She's like yeah. in Trump in her very first episode, which I think is a little too soon. She actually helped heal Cole with Leo's help. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yes, Trumped you're right. Okay. She, she didn't do it in Trump to Dangerous, but um, and she did do it in Trump again. <laughs> which was it didn't make sense. She said like, "Aren't I half white lighter? Can right. my half my offset half his? his half?" Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, how does this make sense? Like, yeah, sure, just sure, yeah. Sure, yeah. Jen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but I think, and I don't remember the rules surrounding healing, but it's a power they can, the elders can give and take away at some point. I, there was at one point their powers were tied to when the elders thought they were ready for it. It's, see, anytime there's, there is talk about the elders being having, okay, it, 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 it hates me up because there is talk about how the elders can. Yes. <laughs> Come on, Ultimate Charm fan, spill the tea here. <laughs> Bring it! (laughs) Come on, Balthasar. I know you're in there. Right. (laughs) Well, no, because okay. Well, here it goes. All right. So they have said a couple times where the elders have the power. They they bestowed these powers onto them. They can take these powers away, just like kind of like when the the tribunal had stuff that they took Phoebe's powers away. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, no, 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 no. This is their birthright. (laughs) This is innately in them. Like the elders did not give this to them. I don't care what episode says what. That's not how it went down. This is something that they have their gifts. Um, and maybe because the healing thing, I can understand more because it's a white letter thing. But usually it's because because you have to find your trigger. Like Leo's trigger is love. And while Paige knows how to love, she hasn't found the right, you know, she has to kind of find mm. her version of love that brings out the healing factor. Huh, healing factor. <laughs> uh, that's a Wolverine reference. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Because I feel welcome. so welcome with all these like expert references. Oh, you're on the right show. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. But at this point, Paige, which is weird. You would think by this point she would know how to heal, but she doesn't learn how to heal and, yet. Well, and, and the reason why I also <laughs> thought because um, when Piper – bringing it back to Prue, when Piper is in her room asking Leo, why didn't you heal her in uh, Charmed Again? Leo goes, the elders? Well, she goes, why didn't they let you heal her? Heal and her. he goes, mm-hmm. the, the elders, they don't have that kind, of, that power. kind of power. right? So 
I, I just, it's, I think it's nebulous for me as, as a second ultimate charm fan here, but I, I agree. It does kind of enrage me, but can we talk about how like Kevin is such a, like a cool, so handsome, so debonair. And then the second we talk about charm lore, that doesn't make sense. He turns into Balthasar right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, Balthasar. <laughs> Go listen to Once in a Blue Moon episode and see what happens there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I haven't listened to that yet. I haven't yeah. listened to that. I'm down for it. Um, the only thing that I kind of want to say that threw me out in this episode was when Piper fainted. Like, it was such a lame faint. And you can tell it's because they had to switch out, like, the body, like, for a body double. Right. And, and, and God bless that body double, but she is not Holly Marie Combs. Like, Holly mm-hmm. just has swag. Like, mm-hmm. just like, even when the shots it is Holly, you're like 100% Holly. It's just, Holly has like a stage presence and I get it, body double, blah, blah, blah. But for me, it was a little distracting because you could tell what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah, I was a little thrown by the fact that they weren't worried about this thorn hitting her this whole episode. And then she faints and Drake's like, well, yeah, it was poisonous. Everybody's like, well, duh. But why weren't they doing anything about it? But but Piper's reaction when she sees her body, it's like Holly Marie comes, like, tucks her hair behind. She goes, oh, no, this is... (laughs) Am I dead again? Am I dead again? It's like, yeah, girl, you're dead. Your husband has amnesia. You're dead. Like your kids are gonna be orphans. Like what are you, this isn't. I'm like, oh no, am I dead again? Like, yes. oh, I broke a nail. Like this is scary. <laughs> like girl, like you want to fix this immediately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like you know, it always works out. It happens it all the time. Works. It always works out. But what if it doesn't? It doesn't but always work out. Prue, come on now. Well, I, I was thinking that too. I I just don't want to make it about Prue. But I was like, yeah, it doesn't work out until your name is Shannon Doherty, bitch. Like you right, gotta be yeah. careful. <laughs> Sometimes it's not gonna work. Sometimes the book is just gonna abandon you, and you're not gonna have any answers. It's like it's like the book just deserted us and deserted Prue, and I don't understand why. <laughs> we lost our sister. How's How that ever gonna make sense? We have tried every magical way to bring Prue back, but we can't. She's gone. Okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, we can go. We can go. Um, the other thing to note, speaking of Phoebe and that epic line from Charmed Again, do you, so do you guys think when she stops and looks in the corner, I mean, she senses Cole, right? Mm-hmm. And do you think that is more of a testament to Phoebe sensing something supernatural or because for better or for worse, her rapport with Cole is still present and it does transcend time and space like that. Yeah, I would think it's because Cole is so fixated on her that like she just gets that familiar feeling. Because I would ask, why does she not sense Piper? But maybe that's because there's not that intensity there and that like love lost between them. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, very fair. Yeah, I think... You know, because yeah, whenever you, it's like when someone talks about you, it's like you get that twinkle in your ear, like, oh, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shit, people are talking to me twenty four seven. Right. But yeah, I do think because you know, there's energy directed, and there's energy in the air. There's some kind of cosmic connection that's always going to be there. And considering how important they were, and how important their story was, and it's just even if you don't want it to be there, it's going to be. Connections all the time. I just made a connection because later in the episode, somebody says, and I'm sure I'll remember when we get there, but they say 
when your lover dies, like half the world away, you feel it. So I wonder if that's like them showing that feeling even Mm -hmm. beyond the grave. Yeah. 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 No, I love it. All wonderful layers put into this episode. That's what we do. (laughs) Yes. I like the layers. So the next scene, Leo is sitting alone at a dinner, eating like a ziggy <laughs> 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 Folks at home, I'm reading these lines as you're listening to them for the first time. Leo and the waitress notice the tan line where his wedding ring was. The waitress says some woman scorned stuff, <laughs> and Leo tells her she's ain't dumb. <laughs> Uh, that is hysterical (laughs) she and i think her name is nadine but yeah she was very like anti-love but everybody around like on the tv in the booth everybody was kissing so it was the the universe being like get back to piper (laughs) yeah and nadine i don't know i feel like i've seen this actress before but nadine is just like checked out she's just like whatever She's just like I'm a diner. I'm a, I'm a waitress at a diner. Like here's your menu. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Would you like eggs, bacon, or I can blow you for a fiver? <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. <laughs> All right. Paige is working on calling every police station to search for Leo. Something Daryl should be doing. Phoebe and Paige and. Oh, Phoebe and Paige ask Daryl if there is anything else he can do. Another officer comes in with the lead on a man with amnesia in Texas who saves someone. Sounds like Leo. Cal Kawanti does? I think not. (laughs) I think not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I don't think Daryl ever gets a proper TLC he deserves in the series. So, you know, it's nice to see him being, like, the focal point here, especially for the 150th episode. Yeah. Yes. For sure. Back in Texas, because now we know where he is, even though if you looked at the street he was on, there was a Texas sign, so I'm just saying. But (laughs) (laughs) uh, Leo sees a big rig and walks up to it. It's kicked Golden Gate Produce. Give me them oranges. The driver is Odin. Leo asks if he can hitch a ride to San Francisco. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. I, I, I'm looking at the scene now as we're talking about it. Yeah. He just, he hitches a ride and he's here like, boom, like that's it. <laughs> oh, yeah. and I love like the smog coming out of the pipe from the car. just like no. right there. <laughs> like, it's such an odd beat, but like, sure. Okay. Pollution. <laughs> it's everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere. <laughs> I remember it like the minute I saw Odin, I'm like, oh, he's being, no, I don't trust you, Odin. You're setting him up somehow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cheater! Such a cheater! I hate you so much! Anyway, continue. (laughs) Back in the manor. Wait, did I say that right? Is it manor? How do you guys say it? We say it like uh, Sarah Sanderson, how she says, thou shalt not speak to the master in such a a manor. manor. (laughs) Back in the manor. (laughs) Or specifically the attic, Drake gets mad and slams his fist by the book. It becomes scared of him and runs away. Oh, poor book. It opens for tips for future white lighters. And it's a page written by Leo to his future sons. And Drake rubs his chin in thought. 
I wonder what this could mean. Let me read it out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Which sets up the ending for the like the kind of like ending surprise. It's reminding the audience members that Chris and Wyatt are in fact white lighters. Yes. Mm -hmm. Downstairs, Cole is calling about with Piper. (laughs) 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 It is revealed that Piper is caught in the house, Beetlejuice style. Cole tells Piper she needs to have faith in her love for Leo to beat this coma. And I love how in this scene, even like Cole goes back to Prue. He says, like, I go all the way back to the Prue days. Like, that's his badge of honor. Well, and that's the thing that kind of pissed me off because, like, up to this point in Piper's life, the majority of her life is has been with Prue. So going back to the Prue days when she's only been dead for like four years, I was like, okay, this is more of like a television timeline for for the audience, not so much Piper's life. But you know what? They snuck in a Prue reference in the one fiftieth episode, mm-hmm. so I am more than happy for it because I think after season, uh, after the second half of season four, the Prue references are few and far between. Mm-hmm. They do happen, but just not as as frequently as they did the first half of season. Yeah, right. So I'm happy with this. Yeah. Yeah. Back in Texas, Phoebe and Paige are hot on Leo's tail. They they talk to the love-lost waitress. She lets them know that Leo took off with a truck driver. Paige and Phoebe somehow get a car and drive after the truck. (laughs) I was like, car. Yeah. It was funny though because Paige is like, we need a car. And the next scene is them driving a car. I'm like, where did that come from? Do they mention, did I miss, like, do they actually mention where did they get this car? Well, mm-hmm. they, 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 they ask um, Nadine, she's like, can you get us a car? And then the next scene is them in a car. So. Oh, I got it. Oh, Nadine oh. coming. See, Nadine at yeah. the heart of it believes in love. Yeah. Like, even the sullen, like, waitress believes in love. Mm. Yeah. So it was, it was the waitress that did it for them. Yeah. But you missed the part where she's like, that was my husband's car. I killed oh, him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did forget about that. Yeah. Never mind the blood splatter. <laughs> she would. Nadine and her secrets. Okay, so our next scene is Odin and Leo are driving along. It seems like Odin is doing his best to rouse Leo's memories of being a white lighter jerk suddenly (laughs) odin offers to take leo back to his cult with him rather than going to san fran stop it it's a trap it's a trap leo it's a trap (laughs) yes i was trying to get that correct that's wait wait where's that it's a trap where's that from is it star wars star wars no you're right star wars sorry admiral akbar (laughs) it's a trap it's a trap (laughs) i knew it was a reference i just didn't know where it was from Good. You're you're still on my uh, friends list then. Okay, Okay, good, good. good. I haven't been kicked off your buddy list yet. (laughs) You're in my top eight on MySpace. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But is is Tom there? Yeah, yeah, Tom is still on there. You can't kick him off. You can't kick Tom off. I think towards the end you could have, right? Yeah. Maybe at the end you could kick him off. But before that you couldn't. Tom was always there. We're showing our age. There's some people on this like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Like, what's my space? (laughs) Me and Nadine will sit down. Let's tell you, kid. (laughs) We'll tell you what my space is, kid. Where we met our first husbands. (laughs) One one time I fucked Tom. (laughs) I didn't know who he was. Turned out he was a billionaire. (laughs) Where's my money? (laughs) All right. (laughs) Oh, I get to say it. 
back at the manor. Cole and Piper continue to talk. Piper tells Cole it's strange that he's being so Mr. Helperton since she did help Von Quish him, even though she didn't. Cole admits that he's working to try to help Phoebe find love. He feels that he's the reason she can't find love ever since he died. Cole tells Piper to make a love beacon for Leo. Oh. Oh. You know what's funny? I feel like Cole goes on about love a lot. Like, that's that's one of the things he always preached about when he found it. It was something that was always, like, like on his mind. It was like he never thought, never not thought about love ever since he met Phoebe. <laughs> and it makes me wonder, like, why isn't he a Cupid? <laughs> that's, that's no true. that's a very that's a fair point why would they wouldn't have him uh be a cupid i i also with with cole here like i love how like the stakes in the story are phoebe like not piper's health and well-being but phoebe <laughs> being able to find love again like that's what everyone is concerned about yeah i've been i've been waiting two and a half years <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to make phoebe not give up on love I can't let, I can't move on without this. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) But I'm thinking, okay, Piper, Piper's hand cannot go through the lamp, but Cole can pick up a picture. So what is he? What is he? That's what I want to know. I don't, what would he, help me out with the charm mythology here. What would that make him if he's on like an astral plane and he can, touch physical objects could, could it be the piper it, it's, it's more piper just she's still in both worlds so she just doesn't have the ability to do that yeah maybe um and because cole cole has he he's like not full spirit or he's he's kind of trapped in some realm yeah. he's in a limbo like state so um, but maybe it's just something you pick up kind of like in ghost where like, he has to like learn how to <laughs> learn <laughs> I know. You, have, you have to learn to you know corporalize your things yourself so uh. i just got an image of phoebe and cole in like that iconic ghost (laughs) listen to our last episode we get into a whole which was it last episode i don't remember anymore yeah it was last episode yeah where we get into this whole ghost thing uh i like to make obscene gestures yeah i'm I'm here for it i am (laughs) okay Cool. Oh, it's me. Yep. <laughs> All right. 17. Back on the road. <laughs> Leo and Odin come to a literal crossroads. What's going to be, man? What's it going to be? Uh, <laughs> Leo has to choose between San Fran and the cult. <laughs> Phoebe and Paige pull up behind the truck. They get to the door. like, hurry up. Make your choice. They're coming for me. Uh, <laughs> they get to the door and find Leo has just chose... Cho- as he just chooses the cult. They see Odin and know something is up. Odin says, bye, bitches. He made his choice as he grabs Leo and orbs away. <laughs> yep. This is very, like, Ursula of him. Oh, my gosh. So much. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a very astute point. Yes. <laughs> like, I won. You lose. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> and, like, just orbs away. <laughs> Back at the manor. Did I do that right? I'm trying, I know how she says it, but I don't know how to like act it. You, thou shalt not speak to master in such a manner. 
I don't think yeah. I'm getting it. Okay, back at okay. the manor. Back at the manor, Paige, Phoebe, and Drake. <laughs> back at the manor, Paige, Phoebe, and Drake orb in. Paige decides to try to get the elders to heal Piper. Drake says they can heal her body, but not her mind. <laughs> Only Leo's love can help. Piper's spirit re-enters her body. Phoebe demands that Paige orb them to the bridge. Leo and Odin show up in their trusses. <laughs> Phoebe tells Odin this isn't fair since the elders intervene. Leo sees Piper dying in his mind. He jumps off the bridge and his trust dissipates. He hits the ground. Odin says he has fallen from grace. This means that he has now chosen Piper. The sisters and Leo orb to find Wyatt healing Piper. Drake thought of it because of the book. Damn. <laughs> that was so lovely. Thank you for bringing the words to life, Paul. You're welcome. You're welcome. Just, just, just pop off the page. They just pop off the page. Your writing is great. Um, okay, so first of all, when he falls, I did not know what was happening. Like, that is a literal fall from grace. So I forgot... Yes. I, I listen. I I love Charm seasons one through five. I have wa- and parts of six. I watch on rewatch, but seven and eight, you know, I've only watched them a couple times. I forgot what happened when Leo just turned around and fell off the bridge. <laughs> I'm like, okay, bye, like, 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 rude. And I'm like, and I'm like looking. I'm like, ew, those are such ugly chancletas. Like, why is she like wearing those Birkenstock? And then he falls. I'm like, oh my god. Like, does Leo die? Like, did I forget something? Like, because I'm pretty sure he doesn't. And then, like, he gets up and, like, he has all those wounds on him. And I'm like, oh, literal fall from grace. And I'm literally like, Brad Kern, that's a little too on the nose here. Like, <laughs> And I love how they set it up before. They're like, no elder has ever fallen from grace. And it's like, uh, okay, so he is going <laughs> to fall from grace. Yeah, right. I completely agree. I actually have a note here on it that, like, it's kind of just silly the way it <laughs> happened. And I like the idea of it, like, falling from grace, but it's – too literal, Mr. Kern, just like you said. <laughs> it's right. just a little too on the nose. And it's kind of, have you guys seen Eternals yet? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, a minor spoiler, well, big spoiler warning for anyone in your community who hasn't watched it yet. Icarus dies at the end and it, because he flies right into the sun. And I'm like, really? Like, that's how you're going to kill Icarus? Like, a little on the nose there. I know. You yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> good point yeah i noticed that too and yeah so, it so it's not better. a criticism on charm specifically just criticism in general on deaths that are a little on the nose like yes. fall from grace or icarus flying too close to the sun but um you know what i i really liked it i questioned why odin and leo did come back because i thought once he made his choice that's it you know he's gone for good but they actually you know entertain the charmed ones like they actually orb down and and you would think, though, they just keep it glow. They're like, "We're elders. We suck. We're throwing your face. We won, bitches!" And that's what they—that's what there is. That's what they're doing. But don't you think, though, like if Destiny had, cho- you know, in this game scenario, <laughs> Destiny had chosen that Leo would be an elder, that they would have given him back his memories and been like, "Ha ha! Guess what? You gravitated towards, you know, being an elder." So. Here your right. memories back. Sorry, your wife's got no. Leo still has amnesia when they orb back down. Right, probably because they didn't want him to start fighting with them again. You know, because if he, if he's in memories back, then it's gonna be like this whole like, oh, I got to figure out a way back. You know, to get back there, and, and they don't want to give him more reason and more like you know more likelihood to betray them again. <laughs> agreed, agreed, and like the ending with Wyatt healing. Um, 
Wyatt Healing Piper. I, I liked it. I wish they would have given you a little bit more of a plot beat in the story because it happened really quickly. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is when you're watching it. This is the first time Wyatt heals uh, someone and it's his mom and it's really cute. And it solves the dilemma from a plot standpoint that if you don't have Leo healing the charmed one, who's going to be doing the healing? Mm-hmm. Well, thankfully, we have baby Wyatt who, who has the ability to heal should you need it. From I remember the first... I, yeah, I remember the first time when I watched this on air when, the, when it aired in 2004. I'm just like, I, that part came. I was like, oh, I, I think I screamed out loud when I came in. I was like, yes, what? Oh, my God. That was, was, so I would have loved to have seen that. That's adorable. I was so excited. I was so excited. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, I'm crying. I'm like, I, I'm like oh. <laughs> so, so what was your reaction? Since this was the first time you saw this, Sean, what was your reaction when that happened? Um, I was surprised with myself that he didn't catch on that. Like, yeah, like the kids are white lighters, so he can heal too. Like it was just a really cool moment and just kind of pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But don't you love how <laughs> Wyatt can heal much faster than Paige can heal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like the Wonder Baby. Like he made a he dragon a come baby. to life from a TV. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I wouldn't hold that against Paige. I think because it's been shown that he's very prodigious with his powers but you know what kevin fair point poor rogue listen yeah. i love Paige. <laughs> out of all the hollowell sisters i you know i don't think she's the sharpest one so i i'm sorry Paige. i think she's the wittiest one i think she's the funnest one but you know i i would expect prue and piper to learn how to heal first if they had powers before Paige. you yeah. know she's a baby she's a baby <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> But yeah, golden boy Wyatt over here, you know, with his Excalibur, you know, whatever you are. What did, what did Chris say in that one episode where Piper's attacked while she's pregnant with Chris? Where she's like, I'm just worried. Why, why didn't the shield come up? And Chris is like, what? He you had a shield? shield? <laughs> yeah. Like, if I even need more of a complex. So, like, why is just like a wonder baby there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. poor Chris. <laughs> All right, Drake and Phoebe are giving dramatic literature goodbyes. They reminisce on the three episodes he was in. Phoebe thanks Drake for helping renew her faith and love. Phoebe asks how Drake found her at exactly the right time. He hints that Cole helped him, but doesn't really answer. So, yeah, this, because... Remember when he first appeared and we talked about, like, how does he know this about Phoebe? Oh, what? Oh, and then now we're like, oh, now you know it's revealed. All is there. <laughs> yeah. All is there. I love um, this idea of, like, Cole getting redemption, though, from the grave. Like, it it leaves a better taste in your mouth. Yeah. I Phoebe's a little too cool that Drake is about to like go past these doors and die. Like she's just you're like, oh woe is me. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> What's for dinner? Like okay, like I'll never mention him again until we do like. Um, but you know, you know the the redemption thing. I don't want to spoil the comic in any way, shape, or form. But I, I thought it was really interesting. You said redemption because. I think that is a theme that comes up in the comic. Yes, uh-huh. yes. I don't want to spoil yes. it for you, so I'm just not going to say anything right, else. Right, right. <laughs> we'll get you. to it. We'll get to it. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's going to be in about a year, but it's fine. I sound <laughs> like... <laughs> Put it on my calendar right now because I am going to be there when you guys do this yeah. episode. Because I have, I, have I have about 20 books left to do, and then I start the comic, so... Okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's good. And did you catch the little... Um, similarity they put in this episode because cole quotes shakespeare 
And then we have Drake talking about Shakespeare. Oh, so yeah, he's nice. like, like, he's like, I picked it up recently, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the part where he goes, "Think of me when you dance," because that's what I had him sign in my book. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Billy Zane, did he even remember that line? I'm not sure, but I told him, like, I'm like, right, think of me when you dance. He's like, okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I have no idea if you remembered it or not, but I did test him. I'm like, do you remember the song you sang? He's like, he's like, yeah, I sang Mike Citra. I was like, can you sing it first? He's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, no. He's like, no. no. <laughs> he said, he said the thinking. He's like, I'm like, you don't know the words. Like, fine. <laughs> but <laughs> but he, did, he did tell me, like, when I started singing for him at his booth afterwards, he's like, you know the joke there? Because, like, he's like, uh, be grateful and find another pastime. It's supposed to be like he's gonna say something else. Fine. I'm like, oh, how come I never caught on to that before? I never. No, I just thought I was being like, like goofy and stuff. But yeah, he was supposed to say something else. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm stupid. But fine. Yeah, I learned something new talking to him. Yeah. <laughs> Drake dances to the doors of death. <laughs> he just slides, slides into the doors and they automatically close. Where he speaks to Cole, they reveal through conversation that everything was set up by Cole to guide them together and help Phoebe. Drake is thankful for his time as a human and for getting a chance to fall in love with Phoebe. I fell in love with her. I did too. We're brothers now. <laughs> Cole, Cole puts Drake in close. And, oh, God, now I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> We're bonding. Cole and pulls Drake in close and they kiss. Drake slips up and accidentally calls Cole Phoebe, but it's okay. It doesn't ruin the moment. Cole also accidentally calls Drake Phoebe, but it's okay. It doesn't ruin the moment. <laughs> then Drake's spirit disappears from existence. <laughs> I have a problem on the show call where sometimes I call Paul. Paul. <laughs> I'll take Paul. You can call me whatever. Don't worry. Okay, Gene. Um, sometimes Gene! I, have, I have fantasies when I'm writing. He does. He gets really in the moment. My God, your writing's amazing. And I used to be an editor at HarperCollins, so I'm not just saying that. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, but what a crazy scene. Like, we find out that um, Drake was set up by Cole. I feel like this is the part in, like, a 90s romantic comedy where Phoebe finds out that, like, he was dared to fall in love with her. And she gets mad at him. And then he's like, but I actually fell in love with you. And then, like, <laughs> they have to go through something before they get back together. It, it was a very cute scene. And I remember being very surprised as it happened. And, you know, I think Billy Zane and Julian McMahon have great chemistry here. They're both, oh my God, I'm like, Zaddies together in the afterlife. Like, that's a version of heaven for me. And I just, I, I really thought it was touching and heartwarming. And, you know, if the idea here was to redeem Cole, I think it was successful. I think yeah. Cole really redeemed himself for all the horrors, as, as Piper said in the episode. Like last time, a Hallowell fell in love with you. You inseminated her with your demon spawn. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Fair. I would hold a grudge, and I don't think this absolves you know his sins for doing that to Phoebe. But I think in terms of like a character progression, like yeah, he's he's sort of moved on. You know, he's trying to move on past those mistakes and, and help Phoebe and, and, and remedy the, the destruction he brought to her life. So, you know, fair. Mm-hmm. And I yes. wish Phoebe would have mentioned Cole in this episode in retrospect because so much of her inability to believe in love has to do is, with mm-hmm. that relationship with Cole. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's funny because, like, Piper doesn't even tell Phoebe that she 
was with Cole or talked to Cole, she was like, an old friend. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, yeah. But it's nice that, it is nice that she called him a friend now. Yeah. Versus, yeah. Cause she, because she was, she was accusing him of lots of things that weren't actually accurate. Let me go into that real quick. Oh, do we have another scene? One more scene. One more scene. I'll get into that at the end. Do the scene. Okay. Paul gets to have his redemption moment. Yes. All right. My, my redemption moment here. Back at the manor, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> back at the manor, Leo and Piper are in their room. Leo is happy not being a white lighter anymore. He just wants to be with Piper and the kids. They decide to have a normal people family breakfast together. Ah. And the end. Aww. The end. He's like, how's it feel? It's like, it feels great. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It was very, you know, it was, it was cute. I mean, we, we, we sort of earned this moment because they haven't had moments like this. And this is the first yeah. time they're just a normal family since the end of season or, yeah, since the end of season five. I, I am looking at the episode right now. And when I initially saw it, I thought it was at nighttime. So I was like, oh, they're having breakfast for dinner. How Wanda Maximoff of them. But no, Piper's <laughs> clearly just waking up and Leo's looking out the window. By the way, sidebar, fucking Wyatt couldn't heal his daddy's wounds. Like, I had that note too. Oh. I'm like, heal your daddy. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, why does he still have his face like this? And like, how is he like, okay? Like falling off the Golden Gate Bridge. That's going to hurt. He took a boyfriend took a tumble. You know what I mean? Like that's good. And we know he doesn't have any white lighter or elderly powers because he literally loses them as he's falling through the sky and he has wounds on him. Head trauma. Head trauma is a real thing. <laughs> that's true. I didn't even think about that. I feel like because he was kind of like he was half powery and then halfway through he fell. So maybe it wasn't as big of a fall. <laughs> Fine. The elders took pity on him. You know yes. what I mean? They were just yeah. like, you know, this is where we'll intervene. We didn't intervene for Shannon Doherty, but we'll intervene for you. You right. know, we'll make right. sure these wounds are just superficial. The only yeah. wounds are in your heart. That's it. Oh. <laughs> and you can heal those. But yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, it was like book, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> book. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, let's see I have some other things that I didn't mention I love when Drake says don't scry for me Argentina <laughs> I like that <laughs> because again, I think oh, go ahead no 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 no. <laughs> I think I think that was something that he might have ad-libbed too because um, Billy Zane does have a background in musical theater and doing musicals and, and doing stuff like that so I think he brought a lot of that into the show and I'm like I love that yeah <laughs> <laughs> but with the scrying again here comes Paige's logic like can't my half white lighter like tune into his white lighter like I'm like Paige this it, this works for you but me as an like an audience member I'm still not certain how this actually works <laughs> you know but sure like, come off of it <laughs> yeah, like, like sure sure do it Paige um, Piper says Cole chose to be the source when he didn't which made me mad Mm. <laughs> like he did not choose he got it thrust upon him for being a good guy but okay uh. yeah because they literally ask at the end of charmed and dangerous i don't get it. if we got our powers back where did the sources go and the fucking series like the void, the void? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like no it went into him and that wasn't fair that he did not he he was literally trying to save phoebe from being killed by the source 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she's like, you chose to be this way. He's like, whatever. Yeah. Small oversight. Like, come on, Cole. Tell her what's up. Tell her you didn't choose it. But sure. He's, he's taking the high road, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and then Pepper takes a lot of credit for a vanquish that she wasn't even there for. She's talking Thank about how like, we vanquished you. Yeah. I'm like, you weren't there. <laughs> it was another version of you. So, That's right. So. And, and, and she was even passed out when that happened. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so it was really Paige who did it. Paige yeah. is the one he should be holding the growth against, not Piper. So I was like, mm, and would okay. that Cole even remember? Like, what? I guess, yeah, the, he did remember in the the Charm Sentinel, right? That was episode 100. He, Centennial he Charm, would, yeah, yeah, it, it, he would have remembered because it was our Cole in an alternate universe, yes. right? But Piper wouldn't have remembered, technically no. speaking. Paige no. would have told them what happened, right? But, but she wouldn't remember it, right? It's like, eh, you know. Eh. Eh, same thing. <laughs> so yeah, that's all I got for my notes. I thought it was a great episode. I thought 150, they brought in Julian McMahon. It was fun. It was character driven. And at the end of it, we get Piper and Leo back together, which is a nice celebratory, yes. you know, thing to have for the 150th. Leo is human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so who do you think is worse after this episode? Avatars or Elders? Elders, totally. They're assholes. See? Thank you. Thank you. Because people always go on about how they hate the avatars and stuff. I'm like, like I would take the avatars any day because they at least there you knew where you stood. And like they're probably more be more problematic in the long run, but they they're unapologetically themselves and they tell you what's up. And even though they're sneaky, you know, they, they don't claim to be good or bad. Well, and at least and, when the sisters are like, We don't want you here, they're like, Oh, that's cool, we'll just leave then. Right. <laughs> exactly. So elders just elders are dicks. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep driving that home. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, so was this episode worth the wait? <laughs> uh, for a lot of things we discussed, and Paul uh, hit on a lot of it, like all the references to the earlier seasons, like just like episode 100, we got so many changes, especially Leo. I just love this episode. I think it's definitely worth the wait. Yay! I Yay! think I think there's only one episode this whole season where you said not worth the wait. Yeah, that's been a thing on our show. Kevin told me he likes Seven more than most people, and I kind of do too. It's pretty good. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I'd have to really watch the entire series again to from like episode one th- through the finale to see if I like Seven as much. I did okay. fall off during Seven. Yeah. No, I'm not going to say when I fell off, but I fell off, and I haven't really revisited it as much as I should have, but... Mm. Yeah, season yeah. seven is actually my favorite, my second pa- favorite page season. Oh, so I f- do agree. I do think page is really good. What's your first favorite page season? Four, of course. Four. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. page season four is ultimate, like Rose McGowan, very witty, very smart, and then and, and, and sexy. But then I think afterwards she tries to be, and I think this is her direct quote, Rose McGowan's direct quote, being baby Lucille Ball. And I think she she likes playing, like, hamming it up, being, like, troubled some little sister, and it makes her come across a little bit more daft than than I think Rose McGowan as an actress. Because Rose McGowan as as a human is so smart. But the character of Paige, like, in her memoir where she's here, like, I had to get my brain and put it in a drawer. And I was like, oh. Oh. Like, no, you should have just kept who you are in it, you know. But I do agree. I think Rose McGowan's stage presence in this particular season – as Paige is really fun. How about that? Mm-hmm. From what I've seen in this episode, what I remember, she yeah. is fun. And she's back yeah. to being a brunette. I did not like her as a redhead 
or a blonde. I, I wait. Actually, I take it back. I like the redhead, but I didn't like it when it morphed to blonde. And and Rosie McGowan to me is a brunette. She is brunette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks. We talked about that her. already, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, that brings us to everybody's favorite game. It's time to play everybody's favorite game. Fuck, Mary, fuck, Mary, kill. Oh yes! Welcome to the party. (laughs) So every episode, Kevin and I talk. Would we fuck them? Would we marry them? Or kill is like, they're not going to die, but we just take them off the list entirely. And we look more at their character. Like, are they marryable as a character? Or do we just want to fuck them and leave them? (laughs) (laughs) We're horrible people, but it's a fun game. (laughs) No, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm excited. I can't wait to see what my options are. I mean, I can't survive here. All right, good. So we'll start with you, Paul, with Clyde, played by David Wells. This was the truck driver with the broken arm. Oh, wait, let me pull up. <laughs> Hold up. I need to pull up their photos here. I thought you were going to give me Julia McMahon, like uh, Brian and, um, and, and Billy Zane, but you're giving me the truck driver. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. Because I want to be fair. I want to be fair here. <laughs> Wait, Clyde, 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 Clyde. Wait, 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 wait. I can't find the actor. Give me the actor's name again. Uh, David, David Wells. Wells. David Wells Charmed. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. 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 I guess that Here. answers that. Yeah. No, you don't have to. Give me my other two options. Let's see. Okay. Well, we do them one at a time. One so time. you can use, like, fuck, marry, or kill as many times oh. as you want. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you were going to give me an options of, of three, oh, and then I have to. That oh, okay. makes more no, sense. It's a spin. It's a spin. It's a off the typical game. Yeah. It's a little different. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Listen, he looks really nice and everything, but and like, listen, if I was standing in the middle of a road and he swerved to miss me, I'd be like, oh, that was so cute. Thank you so much. But I'm gonna have to kill him. <laughs> okay. Okay. He'll be dead. He'll be coal level dead. <laughs> How about you, Kevin? I mean, mm, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a nice guy. I, I mean, I, ha- I happily like move his bones around if I need to move his bones around. But like, <laughs> oh, that's something. <laughs> not happily move his bone around. I'm not moving that bone around. <laughs> but like, <laughs> there's Ariel. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm gonna kill him too. Sorry, dude. Yeah, yeah I have to kill him too. Sorry, Clyde. <laughs> oh, so sorry, David Wells. Thank you. For but me. don't you think it's interesting that his name is Clyde? Yeah. And and Leah was friends with the Clyde that oh. sent Paige to the past. I wonder if yeah. that was a throwback too. Yeah. yeah no, you're that's a good right. point. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's move on to one that Paul's going to get more excited about. Um, <laughs> the Sheriff, played by Brett Rice. <laughs> hold up. Let me pull up the photo. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, wait what's the actor's name? Uh, Brett Rice. Okay, Brett Rice. Here we go. I love the name Brett Rice. Oh, no photo available. Hang on. Oh. Brett Rice. Charmed. Okay. Here, let me just Google him. Let me, find, let me pull up that photo of George Bush in the background. Maybe that. Oh, <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'd fuck him. Yeah, okay. I'd. Lo- 
You know what? I love daddy in a uniform. So yeah, right there. And you know, he was he was kind of surly and I like I like a boy with attitude. So I like a boy with an attitude and a corporate card and a position of power. Oh, and a corporate car as well. So There you go. Yes, yes. Hello there, Brett Rice. And I like the last name too, Brett Rice. But I'm not marrying him, but okay. yeah, I would fuck him. I would fuck him. You know what was weird? Remember the movie Beethoven when the one of the like, daughters the name was Rice? I thought yes. that, was, that was the strangest thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think about Beethoven a lot too. David Duchovny was in that movie. Yeah, yes, yeah, and I loved him in that. I loved him. He was like so shady, shady businessman. I have a type. I have a type. <laughs> Thank you, Beethoven, for saving my life. <laughs> um, for me, sheriff. Uh, mm, let's look at my list. Mm, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Because we have we keep a tally of the whole season of our list of, of oh. top ten. Oh yeah, today so, we're only covering the people who are in this episode for the first time this season. Oh, yes. Okay, okay. So okay. people that were in episodes before this aren't new; they don't count, so they might be already on our list. But okay. I guess for you, you can put them. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. But um, for me, Sheriff is not going to go on either my list. I got to go on the kill category. Oh, I'm sorry, Brad. I know. Brad yeah. You seem very nice, and you're an attractive older gentleman, but we just have a very tough-to-beat list. Yeah, it's a very tough-to-beat list. Yeah. Speaking of, here's one that Paul's been waiting for. Nadine, played by (laughs) Kathleen (laughs) (laughs) Wilpoint. I mean, I feel like I am Nadine, so... I God, I don't know what to say. I, I I feel like in another life I could be her, but I don't want to marry her and I don't want to fuck her. So can I kill her but resurrect her? Is sure. that an option? Okay, so I'm going to kill her, but I'm going to get the grimoire and I'm going to try to resurrect her. How sure, you're a guest on the show, but go ahead and rewrite everything we do. That's, that's just... <laughs> I'm sorry. You know. Okay, okay, okay. I, I you know what? I, I'm gonna kill her then. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Nadine. You you were so wonderful. <laughs> Nadine. Ooh. And then Arthur. Wasn't, wasn't it Arthur's sister's name? <laughs> so oh Nadine. Saying, I'm trying to understand what that sound was. <laughs> <laughs> It was Arthur, because Arthur goes, Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, He always had that weird gasp when he was upset with something. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Buster Baxter went away, then he came back. Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Dean, Nadine's not making my list this week. I think she'd be real, real fun to chat with in a diner like that. Uh, okay. uh, she'd, be, she'd give me some personality and we'll have some really nice conversations, but, you know, not making my list. Yeah, Sorry, I'd probably Nadine. kill her and then resurrect her. I just thought of that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, did you now? <laughs> All right. Last but not least, first time in the season, Cole Turner, Julian McMahon. Yeah, I would I would marry him so I could fuck him every night. Oh, <laughs> oh my. Yeah. So right there. So seasons I think he looks so handsome in this episode. I I used to love I didn't think he was that attractive on on the earlier seasons of Charm, but then when he got to Nip Tuck, I was in love with him. And then I saw him IRL at a Fantastic Four signing at Jim Haley's comics in, in Manhattan, and I thought he looked delicious. And and so here I would I will reiterate that yes I will I will marry him just so I can have sex with him every single night wow. for the rest of my life right there <laughs> okay 
<laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> How about you, Kevin? You know what's funny is because like I was never like a big Cole. I mean, I I liked Cole as a character, I suppose. But I didn't like how he was written, and but I was never like a huge crush person on him. I always preferred Leo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did so, too, by the way. Sidebar. Yeah, right. So I'm trying to think. How, I mean, he is because he's not bad looking. He's definitely not bad looking. He's definitely the most attractive of our bunch today. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's see. Let's take a look at my list real quick to see if he is going to make above any of these other people's. I just want to be clear. He can inseminate me with a demonic hellspawn. I have no problem with that at all. I, I'm sorry, Phoebe, if I heard a page. You guys are being overly dramatic. It's just a son of Satan. Relax. <laughs> I will put him on my merry list, yes. Uh, he is going to go under, right under Leo. Oh, wow. Okay. And I'm kicking Jack Brody, John Hamm off the list. Yeah. <laughs> get rid of that guy. And then put Cole Turner, so that makes him number eight on your list. Yeah. And Zola is still there. Yeah. Mr. Uncle Phil is still on my list for Mary. Look at that. Yep. <laughs> so I have to say, seeing him in this episode made me flip-flop between, like, do I Mm -hmm. add him to a list or not? I finally decided not, because, like, he is good-looking, but I still just am not a Cole fan. Like, he's gotten better, (laughs) and I like that he's been redeemed, but I'm just not attracted to him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair. Fair. Oh, and now, actually, since we have a guest, I just thought of this. We're going to also play Kevin's Game That He Hates. Which witch? We have which that, witch? right? <laughs> which yeah. witch? Let's do it. I mean, right. it's fun, but I'm really bad at it. So it's fine. <laughs> well, as our guest, Paul, you get to s- decide which of the two roles you want to take on. Just okay. to give a kind of a snapshot of what the game is, I have a wheel of witches. We Two of us get randomly assigned a witch, and then we get given a randomly assigned scenario where like, it could be which witch would be a better roommate? And then we have to make up an argument for why or which would be better. Okay, I love that. Okay, so I, you tell me which, which role I should play. Would you rather be a judge or would you rather be a participant? I would like to be a participant. But if okay. you guys want to participate together because you're a co-host, I'm fine being a judge. Oh, no. Then how about, how about I'll be a judge and you two do it? Okay, perfect. Oh, God. Of course. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so to be clear, you're going to give me a witch. You're going to give Kevin a witch, two different witches, and we're going to argue why they would be, insert scenario, and then you decide who has a better argument. Exactly. Correct. Very okay. well said. Okay, great. Perfect. Perfect. I'm ready. All right, cool. I am spinning right now for Paul. Oh, how about this? How about Queen Barrel? <gasps> yes, absolutely. I can do Queen Barrel. <laughs> Hands down. You're going to lose, bitch. <laughs> All, right. All right. Game on, Kevin. Game on. Who are you, Kevin? You are. Are you a craft fan? I know the craft. Do you want to be Bonnie? Oh, I love her. I always thought that she, she would be a good, like, daughter of Piper. cross-referencing okay (laughs) but yeah i'm like holly should have played her mom in that i mean maybe she's still young but that would have been cool to see them together in that movie yeah anyway all right cool so we have our players we have queen barrel versus bonnie and let's get our scenario 
Whoa. <laughs> Which witch would win in a fight? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm ready for this one. <laughs> to the I'm point. Fine. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, man. Let I'm me... fine with this one. <laughs> Let me pull I, up I'm in a real disadvantage here. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I will cite, cite the Silver Millennium. Thank you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock, and you have that time to argue your point. Why would Queen Beryl beat Bonnie? Okay. Well, first of all, Queen Beryl annihilated the Silver Millennium, and when they were reborn in a new life, she chased them there, had four heavenly kings go after the Senshi, in the end became Super Beryl. Even though the power of the Silver Crystal had been unleashed, she literally wrecked habit across the globe. And, oh, I'm sorry, Bonnie, who's just like a mere mortal, like Beryl would annihilate, and she has a crystal ball where she can look into the future and see all kinds of scenarios. So... Not even Queen Serenity could defeat Beryl. How could Bonnie Time. defeat Beryl? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't even think any of that made sense. I was just doing out fast. My favorite part, though, was when you brought up her crystal and you did, like, the little like hand gesture yeah. she does. <laughs> yeah, <there. laughs> But in summation, RIP Queen Serenity. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Kevin, are you ready? Sure. All right, go. <laughs> Well, Bonnie knows what it feels like to be burned, so she's gonna fight. She's gonna fight. She, she is going to invoke Menah and like put all of her uh, her fears against her, make her see some illusionary things, and 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 make herself flat like a pancake, and and conjure the elements and all that jazz, and do all the crazy stuff. She's gonna bring all that power that Nancy didn't have, that Sarah didn't have. She's gonna learn. She's Gonna time. <laughs> that was a very nice argument. I like that. Well, Thank you. Very, very admirable effort. I know. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that was a really tough battle, but yeah, definitely giving it to Paul. Yeah, Queen Barrel. Listen, it's not because my argument was better. It's just because it's Queen Barrel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Queen Barrel. I mean, it's Queen. I mean, Barrel. yeah. There's no chance. There's no chance there. But Bonnie, <laughs> let me tell you, Bonnie in the craft, I loved her. I mean, mm-hmm. she's she was great. And love how you're like, she's gonna make herself a pancake. Queen Barrel is gonna be like, and I'm gonna turn you into. Yoma, you're welcome. Yay, how fun. Yeah, that one, that one was definitely uh, weighed more on one side than the other, but great yeah. argument. It was rigged. The elders, <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> All right, perfect. And that takes us through our episode. Um, Paul, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Power of X Men. If Instagram should go down again like it did in October, you will find me <laughs> tweeting randomly. But other than that, the Twitter is just like retweets. Um, I'm predominantly on Instagram. And Power of X Men is on all podcast platforms. And we do have Leah Williams coming on the podcast next week. So wow. please check that out. Yeah, she's very fun. And I have a wonderful co host there, Scott Free. Who's amazing, and and we had a fun time kicking with Lee Williams, another Cyclops fan. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yay. he's a huge Cyclops fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have to, by the way, we have to have you guys on. We are gonna, we are reading every issue of Age of Apocalypse for this <gasps> current season, and 
because Scott is new on the podcast as a co-host, he's kind of like the page, you know, he's, yeah. he's new. We're giving him a couple of episodes just to, to, to be on his own before we bring in like other guests, but we would love to have both of you on. Cause you guys are a riot. I'm going to come up with games. I'm going to yeah, come up yeah. with games with yeah, yeah. you guys. Every time I I'm love like, AOA. <laughs> oh, good, good. Well, you're going to have fun. We're reading Legion quest right now. So once we nice. get into the deepness of AOA, let's make sure we have you guys. Yay. Nice. Woohoo. And you can find me on Marvelous Galaxy of Disney and Once Upon a Cult and Hanging with the Hollowells, which we're doing. And Force a Crowd. Oh, and Force a Crowd now. He's got four podcasts. Like, it's insane. Um, I anyway. hate life and sleep. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Uh, well, you can find me at Words of the Witches on uh, all the places and KGZ87. Yay! And don't forget, look for more information on our murder mystery holiday special, which will be soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the next episode is Scry Hard. Don't scry for me, Argentina. But uh, <laughs> Don't scry for me, Argentina. <laughs> uh, what do you think that's about? Uh, I guess based on the title, maybe they get held hostage at a Christmas party and they have to use their witchiness to escape somehow. I mean, not completely wrong. Okay, okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, kind of things happen that where they're kind of in a hostage-ish ear. There are witches in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but... Most of it's not close, but you do get a little snippet of what could be. So there you go. Okay, cool, <laughs> cool. All right, Hollywags, thank you for listening, and we will see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye, bitches. Yeah. <laughs>